You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cool Games, we are watching for Christian Pulisic's hamstrings. We're checking out for Erling Haaland's purse strings. And we talk about Alexis's viral photo. That's right. You sabotage me. Plus, we talk to <laughs> Stephen Fry of the Seattle Sounders, our first Seattle Sounders active player. We talk about winning the, the MLS Cup, going to every single MLS Cup, and also the Schmetzer hate me. That and more today on The Cool Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yes, let's full steam ahead. Roller coaster is is right is going downwards right now. Yeah, that's We're, probably not the wind, way. Wind going in our downwards. face. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what you need when you're on a. The next time you're on a roller coaster, you need to be screaming "Yeah, baby!" when they take that photo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the problem is that I'm always screaming "No." <laughs> yeah. uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cool Against. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show right here on Football Sports Network. That's right. Also happens to be the gulliest soccer show right here on Football Sports Network. <laughs> okay. Both of the things are on the resume. Uh, I... We're excited about today's show because we, we do have our first active Seattle Sounders player on the show seems odd doesn't it doesn't it feel like we've had seattle sounders players on before i feel like we've talked to every seattle sounders player but we've never talked to one active seattle sounders player that is true uh uh, stefan fry goalkeeper for the seattle sounders will be joining us uh today obviously there's uh there's a lot going on mls season is about to begin in in a couple days Mm -hmm. uh uh, you know the Jimi hendrix kit is out uh, I, uh, so we'll we'll talk about all those things. Uh, but first, we have speaking to start. Of out. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of other players out, uh, we have to start uh, with Christian Pulisic of Chelsea Football Club. That's uh, right. Just just more bad news. Uh, another. Everybody wanted him to get minutes. Maybe we should not have wanted him to get minutes. <laughs> His hamstring is like, you know what? I don't really want no minutes, yeah. okay? I'm still kind of like in bench mode, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I'm really into all this running around. Uh, but Christian Pulisic, after scoring a goal yep. uh, against West Brom, uh, and then you know, and then a red card, uh, you know, a second yellow for Thiago Silva, uh, which is probably debatable, but... Uh, second yellow sent off, uh, and then at halftime, uh, he is he he runs back out onto the. All pitch. we know I- is that he just wasn't there. You were? Did you watch the match? I did. Right. All I know is that he gets subbed at the half. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm thinking do- like. Did he play that bad in the first half? I'm like, yeah, what more does like, he need to do? He's four. I'm like, my God. Like, I was like, I, at that point, I was so mad at Tucho. I'm like, clearly, there's nothing this kid could do. This is a conspiracy. It starts at the top. We need, well, let's get Abramovich on the show. You know what I mean? I was so worried. Yeah, it was uh, It was odd because he he played well in the first half and then is uh you essentially pulled in the second half but yeah you, we saw the footage after the game of of him uh re- really lightly jogging back onto the pitch and if I, mean, I did this if you saw me jogging at that rate and I pulled up I would and grabbed say, the back Alexis, of my- I am proud of you for finally taking your health seriously. You know yeah. what? You're only one one millionth your way to a, to a marathon. You got to <laughs> start I, somewhere. Yeah. If I did that light jog and I pulled up, you'd be like, that's not enough exercise for you to have pulled the hammy. That's how light this jog was, if you, yes, you catch what I'm trying a, to say. It was a power walk at the right. at best, okay? You know, like when you're at the bodega and you're in the front putting like your chips or whatever on the counter? And the deli's guy is like, yo, what did you? And you can't hear him. So you kind of jog over there and go, what? And he goes, did you want extra mayo on that? And you're like, yeah. 
That's that jar. I, it love, was just like I the... love the analogy because this is uh, you. You've definitely been through this situation several times. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's these masks. You can't hear them, so you gotta lightly jog. Oh, and by the way, if they're not wearing a mask, if you can hear your bodega guy, go to a different bodega. I want a fully masked up. I want the shower curtains up to stop the droplets. I want all of it. But that's that light jog. It was not. It was nothing that seemed odd. And in fact, he ran right up next to Tuchel. It kind of said like, "Hey, I felt I just felt something." You could see like a yeah. And Tucci was like said to like the physio like, "Take him back." Yeah, right, you're like, out. They had like it was it was clear like there was some sort of understanding already in place. Like if you feel even a twinge of anything, mm-hmm. you got you're getting out the, the, out of the game. And because because this time uh, Pulisic wasn't even really like. Uh, that frustrated or that upset he didn't really it didn't really look like it was that big a deal as it was prior of of him get receiving the you know getting the injury before so yeah he just went up to Tuchel like hey uh it happened again and he's remember like, you okay. said if those kids made fun of me again <laughs> it was like that like he okay. didn't stop he didn't yeah. hold his knee he didn't do anything he didn't even look confused he no. just ran and then just stopped running he was like hey that thing we yeah. talked about he it's was happening. just like, you know, you know, Pulisic is Pulisicking again. And, yeah. then he, and everybody <laughs> yeah. knew exactly what he meant. <laughs> but do you think that's actually like a thing now? Like, are you start like, I haven't been worried about him being injury prone or maybe having some type of issue with his ligaments that's going to stop him from having a pretty fulfilled career. But at this point, I think we have to have that conversation. Should we be worried? Like, if you were his mom and dad... And, you know, the teacher wrote for the third time, you know, home (laughs) saying this kid speaks during class. This one's also pretty personal, by the way, Uh, other than the dad part. Like, (laughs) would you be worried at this point? Would you say like, yo, I think this kid's got a a thing we need to fix with his leg now or this or are you worried that this player may not fulfill sort of what we expect of of him for the men's national team? Because yeah, of these I, injuries, I think it's fair to ask that question. Uh, you know, a couple of people have, which suggested- is why I asked. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. <laughs> a, a couple of people have already um, kind of already suggested, like that maybe Pulisic, if this is the, the scenario that he is going to be in uh, often, that he, maybe his minutes should be managed, uh, and maybe you know we Do you all think get we're frustrated. At that point? What'd you say? Do you think we're at that point? I think um, I think so. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's for the rest of his career, um, but definitely this the next, I don't know, maybe year or so. I mean, something needs to be done uh, so that he could have three, four months stretches where he is not dealing with, with this injury. Like there, there If he heals to- before the end of the season, you don't think he should play in the Gold Cup coming up? If he no, he's going to play. I mean, there there, there isn't even a his his minutes are not going to be managed. He's only twenty two years old. Uh, they are going to ask a lot of him, and and a lot is needed from him, especially from the U.S. men's national team. So it's not really it's not that realistic that his minutes are going to be managed. But something does need to be done. Whether you I know, know what could had- be done. Let's he's in he's got friends in Germany. Let's get that horse placenta, right? Let's get that going, right? <laughs> Look, we maybe start, we get we horse start, ligaments in there. <laughs> we, whatever. We got to start getting creative uh, yeah. because it, you, the one person I think of is there's an interview that I saw with Michael Owen, and Michael Owen had had terrible hamstring injuries where his his hamstrings were literally where he was running on a like literally torn ripped in half hamstring and he was still like giving it a go yeah. and he and he was a fast dude and and his career was definitely affected by by those injuries and I don't want that to happen to Christian Pulisic because I think I think he could be he could be a, 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 a an absolute superstar not only for the US men's national team but in the Premier League He'll be Polish American and a little bit sea biscuit because we're going to put horse <laughs> horse ligaments <laughs> in you, bro, whether you like it or not. Uh, Erling Holland, right? He's uh, him and his, his father and his agent are on a private jet world tour of all the major clubs uh, that can afford him. So three, <laughs> right? Although I think United is technically still in it, but it looks like it's either going to be City, uh, Real Madrid, maybe Barca, PSG, maybe United. It seems like those five are kind of it. And as far as where he might want to go, who's he going to give a rose to? You right? know, <laughs> yeah, this is the real bachelor. Great point. <laughs> uh, you know, his dad played for for uh, for City. Is that maybe you know uh, significant? Uh, his dad's final injury came at the hands of a United player. Roy Keane ruined his leg. Does he maybe not want to go to United? 
Well, it looks like one of those teams might be off, right? They did not get a rose. They got voted off the island. What happened on The Bachelor? Uh, it looks you like... got voted off the Holland? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like um, uh, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola said, we don't, we can't afford a $100 million player, which, buddy, we don't need to look at the bank accounts. I think you can, right? You've got good credit. Uh, let's just say that. Interesting move, you know, playing hard to get, you know, yeah. being like, we don't even really want him, you know? Right. So we took your Mercedes to the date, but you want to split the bill is what you're saying. Uh, so he said that they don't think they need a $100 million player and they can't afford it. And that Erling Holland is not a player for Pep. For for City, he didn't speak in the third person. Does that <laughs> to me? It seems like if you're Erling Holland, that that kind of is a signal that you should at least consider elsewhere. Like if you're not at this point, if you're not being highly, highly sort of sought after and targeted. I know all the rumors are that he's going to play in Spain. He wants to play in Spain, 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 Spain. But if you're not being told at every step of the way you're the perfect player for us, you got to wash that away, right? You got to say to yourself, all right, I'm not going to go play in City. And if that's the case, who does City buy? The city gonna yeah. need to buy somebody. I think the um, for Holland, or at least for for Manchester City. I mean, why why do they want a player like Holland? So I'm not really that surprised about this statement because when you look at the players that Pep has and has had in his coaching career, he's never really had like players like uh like how did he did he manage um Ibrahimovic when he was in Barcelona? I don't remember if he did. No. Uh, uh, no, I don't did. think so. I, I, I think he, I I think he missed it. Yeah, but it, it doesn't seem like the the style of of player is is a is a necessity for Pep Guardiola. But then, yeah, Erling Haaland isn't exactly a false nine. No, but it, it, I guess I, I'm I'm thinking of what uh, uh, I guess uh, you know. It, it it it's not crazy for uh for you know he's saying pep saying he doesn't need to spend over a hundred million dollars on uh, on a player but i don't even think that's that's the reason i think it's just like do we really need him like you you get him for uh, look any player is signed for a a, a few reasons right sporting reasons whether they they go help the team win marketing reasons because they Mm -hmm. help the team make money uh and then uh, other then maybe third is just like a favor to to help help the guy out or something Um, right but but for the most part it doesn't seem like this is uh you know teams are going to start dropping off as far as who wants holland and i understand city they are they're ready first in uh in the premier league so they don't they don't by like 15 20 points they don't need a, a big signing like this to maintain a, a, a grasp of winning the title winning their league but champions league is the thing that's what i'm ha- saying they can- might need him for champions league i think of the teams that can afford him or, or sort of are in run, in the running. I think the team that needs him the most is probably PSG, to be completely honest with you. A lot of people are going to say Barcelona because I think the Griezmann, uh, you know, experiment hasn't worked uh, so far. But I, do, I don't think he fits Barca either. Although Kuman will be like, whatever you need. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get Messi out of here. I think PSG probably need him the most to get over that hump, to get that Champions League, to get all those other things, and to have the credit worldwide. I just, if your city... Who do you sign? I think all signs are kind of maybe pointing at Harry Kane now, especially since I don't think he's a hundred million dollar player. You know? <laughs> I'll get a nice bargain player like Harry Kane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just look through the bin. You'll find him at the bottom. I'm thinking uh, uh, Erling Holland at PSG would be fun, man. Wouldn't that would be, be insane? That would be such a fun team to watch. I, and if Mbappe stays. If Mbappe both- stays and they get Neymar on, I mean, uh, they get Messi on a free. And you spent a oh, hundred million on, on Erling Holland. All right, there's no you're, one. You're going too far. Sorry, right? like, I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> the monsters, basically, is what I created. Okay, you're giving me a headache. All right, you're giving me vaccine symptoms with this idea of. of this Are you? Team. Oh my god! Did you get the, the computer chip pimple like me? Uh, unreal. So look, it would it would be uh, wildly entertaining. So we'll see. Obviously, we're we're on Holland to watch, and we'll see uh, where where he ends up because uh, I think he's not. He wants to play in Champions League, and I don't think Dor- Dortmund is the the team that will uh, will help him get there. So uh, so we shall see. And we have a nice surprise. Uh, obviously, we have our first Seattle Sounders player on the show, but we did receive a gift from the Seattle Sounders. Boom! The Jimi Hendrix kit. We got the the scarf. Uh, as well, boom! Beautiful kit. I, this might be one of the nicest kits an MLS team has has released ever. Okay, I mean it's uh, we like the 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 flashiness. Okay, did so you know we, Jimi Hendrix was from Seattle? 
I, you know what? That was one of those things where I'm like, I, I thought I knew that, but I'm like, did I know <laughs> I, that? You know, I, I had felt- no idea. I think I made the internet mad because I said I didn't know anything about Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> but also, you made me mad at the internet, Christian, because when we were sent this in a beautiful box, by the way, with the, the yeah. scarf as you mentioned, uh, the the club was like, hey. If you take a photo in it, please post it. So Christian said, hey, send me photos. So I took a bunch of photos, a bunch, and I sent you more than one. Did I not, Christian? You sent me two photos. Okay. I sent you two. (laughs) Of the two, one, I look like a child who got touched for the first time by his crush. And in the other one, I probably looked pretty cool. Which one did you put up, Christian? And why did you sabotage my week, Christian? All I can ask you is why did you send me that photo? I don't understand. Why would you send the photo of yourself that you don't really like? But don't Makes you, no sense. you have no editing, Gary? You can't look at it and go, Dad, we probably shouldn't post that because he looks like a damn fool. You got like you rock star. You got a you smoke happy. machine. You took the photo. You're happy to be in the Jimi Hendrix kit. Bruh, did you see what happened afterwards? You know you're wrong. I got roasted. <laughs> I, got I mean, it was great destroyed. because the, re- the response was great, and and this is for I you. Mean, for, you're for, like you got you look us, like you're on con. You're like at a concert for the. I would say that this photo is mo- the most popular Jimi Hendrix kit photo because it, it definitely led to the most engagement. The numbers yes, were good. Not, yeah, you <laughs> got the, nothing to do with it. That's why you feel that way. The sounders were like, yes, okay, keep roasting Alexis. Mm. <laughs> Dude, I got thrown into some hilarious one. So it started with, I believe it was the first one was um, the one of me with the kids background, the kids school photo background, yeah, from right? Jose at Jose Cordova, uh, which is a great photo. I mean, which, by the is- way, the replies start coming in like when when mom says she packed you extra cookies, you know, like <laughs> so like, you know, like that starts happening. And yeah. then all of a sudden I get thrown in with the school background. Then Amelia Lopez throws that photo in with her kids' school photos. <laughs> then Anibal throws me in the barbershop, uh, you know, uh, choices, yeah, the menu. Good one. That was a good one. Uh, we got cool. lasers the whole nine. This is, it went on for days. Days. <laughs> this is, it was a hit, bro. This, look, people would kill to have this kind of inter- internet fame. All right. You should be happy about this. Right. You sabotage me. You know what? <laughs> In fact, I'm going to throw this kid on, and I won't do that big smile. I'm going to look cool as hell for this entire interview when we got <laughs> Stephen Fry on our show. Come right back. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just want to bring in with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and you, you guys being Gully Squad. And you know what? Maybe I keep saying you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not a member of Gully Squad and you're wondering why. Well, I've given you amazing uh, you know, reasons why I've told you the Slack channel is absolutely amazing. Here's another reason why I think Gully Squad is absolutely incredible and why you should join is because whenever we have guests and we've had everything from World Cup winners to MLS, Premier League, NWSL, Legends of the Game, we've had incredible, incredible players on our show, incredible guests from comedians like Roy Wood Jr of the daily show incredible guest the only people who get to ask them questions besides christian and i are gully squad gully squad finds out early who our guests are and they get the chance to put those questions in the slack those are the only other questions we ever ask if you want to be one of those folks if you want to join the amazing slack channel if you want to get to become a part of this community if you want to start you know uh cooperating with some of the gulliest kit the kit that they're making for themselves if you want to drop some knowledge in the coffee or the beer and wine liquor section or the food porn section all that you got to join gully squad most importantly if you also want to ask questions of our guests you either got to become a cooligan which is impossible right unless you, you're funnier than christian then try out let me know or you got to join gully squad and join that slack community so if you want to do that just go to shouts to us.com again that's shouts to us.com or you can simply go to soccercooligans.com slash gully squad in fact if you go to soccercooligans.com it's our website we worked really hard on it we think it's really nice and all over the place you'll find buttons to join gully squad so do it today Hi, baby. We're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC. And uh, Christian, our guest is here. And let me tell you something. If he's wearing the same thing you're wearing, which is what I was supposed to be wearing, <laughs> I'm walking off this thing. Right? <laughs> this, I mean, this is uh, inc- inc- incredibly awkward. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> we'll see, what am uh, I wearing? I don't know. What are you wearing? <laughs> you know? This is, it's too fly of a, of a kid to not be, you exactly. know, to everyone. Look, and there, look if, we, if we all wear this to prom, we all wear this to prom. It's you, all good. <laughs> you know? If I throw wine on your dress, you got to throw a little bit on mine. We throw some on this guy. Absolutely incredible. Uh, one of one of the absolute best goalkeepers in MLS. And in fact, Christian and I were there and we saw with our own eyes one of the greatest saves ever in the coldest 
we've ever been because we were not prepared for this situation. Uh, you know him as your Seattle Sounders starting goalkeeper. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only, a true American treasure, Stephen Fry, everybody. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Brother, Dude. what's good? Thank you so much uh, for Wait joining Wait a minute, us. what are you wearing, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> and man, you, you said it. It was too, too good of an opportunity to pass up to, to really show this beautiful jersey off to the people. Hey, it's yeah, too fly. I, I mean, the, the, the kid, the Jimi Hendrix kid from the Seattle Sounders is definitely, uh, it, it, it took um, the, the, you know, I, look, and I'll say this, when it comes to MLS kits, the bar, let's be honest, is pretty low, right? It's just like, it's set right at white tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a black. white kit, people are like, thank heavens, it's something different. You know, usually as a goalkeeper, I'm the one that gets to wear the crazy colors, and uh, I'm super happy with that, and... Uh, I don't think I ever asked my kit guy for a, for a jersey, a field player jersey, but as soon as this one dropped, I was like, Nolan, can you get me one? I need one. It's, it's pretty dope, so I'm happy with it. Okay. Which actually brings me to my first question. Do you, have you ever swapped jerseys? And when you do, do you want like the, the, like the outfield player kit or do you want the other keeper kit? Um, there's a couple of outfield player guys, but that's, that's, uh, more, you know, a guy I used to play with maybe before at Toronto or somewhere else or in college or something like that. But, uh, other than that, it's, it's usually goalkeepers, you know? Um, I mean, Nick Romando, I think his last game, uh, was in Seattle and I needed to make sure I would, I would get that one. I think I have multiple jerseys of his cause I think he's a legend. Uh, but yeah, those are the ones, you know, goalkeepers union, you got to stick together. Um, and uh, and it's nice to have a, an, a little collection of, of some of the, the guys that have been in this league before and uh, okay. have done the yeah. same thing as me. Yeah, yeah, nice. there is. A, yeah, I'm wondering if, it, if it's a um, a subjective thing. Like, it, it is a is it a personal choice of who you want to ask a kid for? There there isn't any there isn't anything uh, uncomfortable, awkward like from a goalkeeper asking a forward or anything. Like, is there is there any rules uh, or etiquette when it comes to uh, changing uh, swapping kits? I don't know. I mean, if you, if you, I've never had to do it with a field player where it, it gets awkward. You're, you're probably right. You know, if I, if I save a PK of, uh, you know, uh, of Blanco, uh, and then after the game, I'm going to be like, hey, I want your jersey. He'd probably be like, go screw yourself, you know, get out of here. Uh, but no, I think, I, I think I've never gotten shut down. Uh, you know, I've, I've always yeah. asked. And then at, at, the, at the worst, it's like, ah, oh, sorry, we can't give this one away. It's going to charity or something. But. Okay, okay. Which begs the question, the, the, the reference I made earlier was that incredible save on Josie's, on Josie's shot uh, <laughs> in an MLS Cup final in Toronto, which, by the way, Christian and I dressed super nice because it was the first time we ever got media passes. <laughs> and it turns out we were outside. That's how low within the totem pole we were. So we were bundled up crazy. And that, that save yeah, warmed us up for a little bit. And we're not even Seattle Sounders fans. Did you ask Josie for that jersey? And what do you think his response would have been if you did? I just want to go back to the you guys were all bundled up. I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts, okay? Like I was On a warm freezing. Pitch. Oh no, it was it was oh my god. Honestly, the crazy thing there was uh, we were doing warm-up and uh, this guy comes around with a water hose spraying the whole field. And I look at my keeper coach like, what is this guy doing? Okay, okay. And they're like, it's MLS oh, rules. Hockey? We gotta you know? we gotta we gotta give it a little something. Uh, well, but I knew water... something happened because the Zamboni came out. And yeah, I was like, this is clearly. <laughs> I mean, the, the water hit the crossbar and it froze instantly on the crossbar as it hit oh. it. It was, it was wild, yeah. But no, no jersey. Yeah. No, no Josie Altador jersey, but uh, I was happy we were able to take the trophy. <laughs> It it has been an interesting experience for us because we've these two stars on, on on this kit we've been present for both of them uh, and and and, and you we know, snuck and on the there. field for one of them. <laughs> we were, it's it's a, a, a strange experience that we've had with the Seattle Sounders because the first uh, the, the first MLS Cup we had the experience it was incredibly cold. Uh, you guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, Roman Torres, the penalty yeah. it was just a, a wild game, and then. Unfortunately, the loss uh, uh, the, the the following year, uh, and then the the, the win uh, in at home. It, it, it's been a a you know we we've talked about this on the show a little bit. Like, is is this a dynasty for the Seattle Sounders? Some some people say yes, some people say no. But being a part of it, being the goalkeeper that's been a part of such a successful group, uh, how does that feel? And does the conversation of a dynasty even come up in the locker room? Ah, uh, I mean. 
I think to put a label of a dynasty on something, that other people have to do that. If you're part of a good squad then, uh, and you're going to go walk around calling yourself a dynasty, you're definitely not a dynasty. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, we're just trying to put ourselves in positions where we can win trophies. And we've been very fortunate enough to to get ourselves into those uh, positions, which, by the way, so were you guys not in Columbus uh, in Ohio last year? Is that <laughs> your guys' fault that we didn't win that one? Or? Possibly. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, it, 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 sometimes it hurts too when you when you have an opportunity, but you let it slip through your hands, right? I mean, we've, yeah. we've, we've had numerous opportunities and that's, yeah, that's great. Um, but we've also let a couple slip through our hands, unfortunately. But the, the, the more opportunities you have, the more likely you'll, you'll add some more stars to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we've had them and I, I want to keep having these opportunities. So I'm happy to be here. And I'm interested in your thoughts in this because this conversation has come up a couple of times, probably had come up a lot more uh, since the last uh, MLS Cup final. Um, is Brian Schmetzer a great coach, right? And the question is, we everyone assumes he's a good coach, but is he a great coach? You're there. I mean, he gets so much credit for the run you guys have been on since he took over uh, midseason when he did take over. You've been there since that since that happened. What are your thoughts? Talk about what what do people not see with Brian Schmetzer? Because I know I asked him a silly question once and he rolled his eyes. I mean, I think he hates me. Uh, but, but what do you what do you see on a day to day basis? Is he really the is he is he that extra umph that gets you guys over the the hump, if you will? I think there's numerous things that 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 work in his favor that he does exceptionally well. You know, for one, he loves his club, he loves his city. I mean, he's he's, I think he would die for this team if he if he'd have to. So uh, that that love uh, in a, in a sport, I mean, in a, in a sporting world period, I think uh, it's more and more drifting towards mercenary attitudes. You know, I remember growing up in Switzerland where. You know, uh, guys playing for te for ten years in, uh, at Bayern Munich was still happening. And, and nowadays, if you see someone play at a club for an extended period of time, it's very rare. So uh, I think in this day and age, to see someone that that wants to really instill that uh, that mentality that hey, this is a special place, and you really should cherish your time here, that is number one, right? Uh, I think number two, he puts a lot of onus on the players. Um, and uh, obviously the first year here was a bit difficult because in the middle of the season, you can't just come in and be like, all right, throw the whole playbook out and I'm going to show you some some new tricks here. So uh, I think it started there already where he said, look, we're in this deep hole, um, but but you are the ones that will have to dig yourselves out of it. I can't do it for you. Nobody else can do it for you. We have quality here. I believe in you. You guys should believe in yourselves. So uh, every, every season you have these tough moments you know these dark holes um and, and you have to go through them and i think he does an exceptionally good uh, job of of allowing their pl his players to to find ways to get out of the holes and then because of that reap the rewards of you know feeling confident and then going on going on extended runs that pushes us late into the playoffs and gives us an opportunity at trophies yeah it, it you know we talk about uh Schmetter often and when we say like he has like this big tv dad energy right where it feels like at the end of at the, at the end of every episode of full house there was a there was advice there was something that a lesson that you know, could could legitimately help you in your life, and that's why Schmetzer feels like he offers. There, there's like if he uh, benches you the next morning, he shows up to your house and you wake up, he's making you pancakes and bacon. You know what I mean? And he has I a sit down conversation with you. That's okay. how it feels. Like, I haven't gotten the pancake treatment yet, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I, sometimes too. You know, I, I sometimes we, we like to as goalkeepers, you have to evolve constantly. And over the past few years, playing out of the back has been more and more a, a thing. You know, and for an old fart like myself that has been taught, hey, when in doubt, kick it out to, to, to have to adapt. It's, it's, it's difficult, right? But uh, so one day, you know, I'll do something well. And then the next, uh, he'll come up to me too and be like, why didn't you play out of the back there? So, so you never know where you're at with him at the same time. <laughs> but he also, I think he knows how to, how to toy that line, or, you know, toe that line and make sure that everybody's good. And uh, most importantly, that the players are good together, right? Because sometimes it can almost work a little bit um, if someone's a little bit mad at a coach, that could be a good thing, right? Uh, as long as the team is strong together as the uh, 18, 20, whatever I mean, I mean, we have, those are the ones that will be on the field and have to be tight. And I think he understands that really well. Uh, and one of the things I want to talk about, because I, I, I really appreciate the, the especially publicly the culture that the Seattle Sounders uh, put out. You see a lot of stuff on social media. You see Christian Rodan eating pizza. You guys, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's always great. Alexis, we, we're trying to get 
I'll roll down on here as well to talk to him about pizza. Alexis is a pizza expert, so just put out a warning uh, to Christian if you can. Uh, so I'll put the, in a word for you guys, see if he okay. wants to join you. We'd Very appreciate nice. it, okay? <laughs> Let him know the, we're going to talk pizza for sure. <laughs> One of the other things I really love is when, uh, when Seattle wins away, right? The Jingle Bell <laughs> song that you guys do. Uh, it looks fun. Uh, uh, clearly, but it, it seems like the, the, the moments like that are are uh, significant, especially because you get to you get to celebrate, and there's a there's a camaraderie that you don't really see uh, from uh, publicly from from other teams. So I, I'm curious when you when you sing that song, how does that feel? Is it like oh we just sang it again? Uh, here we go, or is it like yes, this feels good to sing this at the away stadium? So it's it's a great question because I think it hits uh, a thing that I'm kind of struggling with, and maybe this is because I'm one of the older guys and old school. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's really great to give people an insight in these things, and uh, I'm I'm now at the at the point where I feel like certain things uh, are sacred too, uh, and they are a part of a team that should be kept within. So it's nice to give people a glimpse here and there. But I love it the most when uh, when you do it for your own team and the camera's not in the middle and you see the red dot is on and going around okay. left and right, you know. <laughs> um, so so yeah, it's good that you guys see that because I think it was meaningful. Because when I first joined here, it was uh, it was Zach Scott leading that and leading that with all his might, you know, uh, and belting it out as as loud as he could. And it's always funny when you see a new guy join the team and he may not even speak English that well, um, like a Yamar, you know, and he's like, what is going on? These guys are crazy, you know? Uh, but we click, I think he quickly understands that it's, it's a tradition and, uh, and it's, it's something cool. It's something to be proud of. When you go down to Portland, a uh, difficult place to play uh, at your rival's place and, and you're able to snag three points, that's huge. You got to celebrate that. Are you even able to go get a meal in Portland? Like you must be hated there, and you're such a nice guy. Like, are you are you able to just like go? I don't know, go get a bagel somewhere in Portland. I've never been to to Portland outside of work. Um, so I, I, you know, I mean, even with Toronto, we would be stuck in the hotel there when I played with Toronto with with the Sounders. I definitely don't want to venture out. But obviously, this last year has been a bit crazy, you know, and we've been. Uh, flying out and mornings of and flying back right after the yeah. game. So um, it's been a bit different, but um, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good rivalry because it's authentic. Uh, you know, um, and just going back to, again, to my days in Toronto, they were, they were dying for a rivalry. And I think they, they uh, somehow created that Trillium cup with, uh, you know, us versus Canada. Uh, it was just, it was whatever. Um, I think this is real. Um, and so if that means I can't go get a bagel in Portland, so be it. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, so uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, obviously the season is about to begin. We'll, we'll talk a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit later about last season, but the, the, the preparation for this season, last year was crazy, right? Because, uh, you know, a pandemic starts and we don't know when games are happening. You, you played some games and then all of a sudden everything is is changing but now yep. the the preparation is uh you know you we're we're a little bit more familiar with what it, uh, the circumstances are going to be uh so what is this preseason uh like uh, for you and and now that you know maybe we'll have some fans here and there but uh but you know simply you know under these conditions yeah i mean our, our preseason we tend to go somewhere um you know whether it be arizona or, or la last year we always had Concacaf as well so we we went to, um, where did we go? I think we went to LA first, and then we ended up going to Mexico for quite a while, Mexico City, before uh, going down to Honduras to play against Honduras. I don't think we went to Honduras, but mm -hmm. um, so so this year we decided no, you know, uh, let's just stay at home, um, give give people a chance to stay with their families uh, in a safe environment. We know we know where we're at. Uh, we wanted to go to um, LA to just get some games under our belt right before, but uh, we were able to get some games up here instead, so we did that. And um, just looking forward to the season, yeah, I think we know what to expect, uh, right? Because at, at a bare minimum, it's going to be somewhat similar to what it was last year when we kind of finally figured it out. Mm. I think that was the most challenging part last year. It wasn't the fact that we, uh, you know, had to deal with um, new circumstances, but it was so many times a, a go and stop and go yeah. and stop, you know, and so many restarts. And, and mentally, that's ex exhausting because you tend to spend the preseason not just physically getting ready, but also mentally getting ready for a long, grueling season. Um, and then when all of a sudden someone pulls the plug and goes like, all right, put your feet up for a couple months, and then we'll see you later. 
uh, but you got to ramp up right away again. Yeah. You know, you got to do that multiple times. It's difficult. So I hope we can avoid that this year. Um, and obviously, uh, hopefully, we can get some, get finally get some uh, fans in the stadium. And, and uh, you know, just thinking of that Minnesota game at home, uh, if we would have had some fans in the stadium, I mean, that would have been a moment. So I'm really looking forward to that. Let's talk a little bit about the expectations for this season. Um, obviously, it's going to be a little different with uh, the COVID. Hopefully, restrictions not being as strict as they were last time. You guys are going to get to go to different stadiums, maybe some fans at some of the stadiums. Uh, but I know that there's sort of a feeling when it gets to the playoff times, everyone's like, oh, here we go. Seattle's going to go on a run. They're going into the MLS Cup. <laughs> Do you guys have the same expectations? Is it for you a we're in the final or we failed? I look at it more as a um, we have a certain standard and it's a very high standard. And I don't want to be part of the Sounders squad when that standard drops. Um, so, uh, you know, if you have a high standard, that's great, but it puts more pressure on the players to maintain that. Um, so for me, it's not a, oh, well, you're going to get there. It's, it's actually, it makes it more and more difficult to make sure that we do get there. Um, I, I definitely don't want to be the first uh, Sounders squad to not make the playoffs, right? I mean, that's a huge streak and that's something to be very proud of. Uh, and something that you want to keep going, but in the back of your head, you're also thinking, uh, you know, there's some pressure there. You don't, you, you want to, you need to keep it going, right? Um, but uh, again, it, it's it's a good it's a good problem to have, right? Um, I, I really, I, I'm so I'm so blessed to have had a chance to be here for such a long time. Um, it was actually one of the reasons why I wanted to come here, you know, because even then, after my Toronto years, uh, I was thinking about maybe going to Europe and and trying it out there, but. When this opportunity came along, it was like with their continuous and uh, success and, and just uh, having those open cup successes and, and, and making it into the playoffs and having the fans and, and having high a- a- expectations and aspirations, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, when, when we went to, I mean, we've only been to, uh, it, it was CenturyLink Field where the, the time we went, obviously it's Lumen Field now, but when we were there uh, for the final, and you always hear about it, uh, especially, you know, in the Sounders, the Seahawks, you know, that the the, the decibel meter and, and the, there's a minor earthquake and all this stuff, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but when we were no, actually there, real. we were yeah. in there, we were like, yo, this is dangerous, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone checked the bolts of this place? Should we... <laughs> <laughs> Should we be in a doorway right now? Like, you know, every time a goal is scored by Seattle. <laughs> well, you mentioned, yeah, the, the, the fan base. Obviously, the it, it's interesting because the, the Sounders uh, and the Sounders fan base, uh, ECS, there is a, uh, uh, I mean, uh, just a rabid, uh, and the, the, the level of support is just incredible. And then there's also this competition, even with the fan base, for Atlanta United. Atlanta United got in the league, and they're like, all right, we're the new uh, Sounders, all right? We're, we're trying to cause some earth earthquakes out here in Atlanta but it it's nice to see and look I, I can imagine uh, uh, ending up in Seattle and wanting to go there obviously an easy decision when you see a fan base like that absolutely and uh, you know the stadium now you see lots lots and lots uh, of teams getting really nice soccer specific stadiums and uh, it would be really neat to have that um, but Lumen, Lumen Field is it's acoustically it's such an amazing place um, so uh, you know I I remember when I played here as an opponent the first time with Toronto, uh, and not only was I um, just, uh, I thought it was crazy, the, the noise, the sound, but then also the, the positivity of the fans. That was one thing that struck me. You know, I remember going down to Columbus and it would be, a lot of the, the noise would be uh, targeted at me, the opponent, uh, you know, and not, don't get me wrong. I think the Sounders also have some chance that target the opponent. Uh, but for the most part, it's trying to be uplifting to your team. It's a bit of a Seattle. Uh, I feel like it's a bit of a Seattle. Um, what's oh, the word? Stereotype. Uh, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Everybody's nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we want our neighbors to do well. I think maybe that's also why a lot of startups here do well. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're the company. Hey, my neighbor is starting this thing out. I want my sports teams. Playing. You figure with all the win. caffeine flown through all of you, you'd be on yeah. edge. Lots, you know, lots of jerks. energy, lots of energy flowing around. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, Stefan, we have a our own supporters group. Uh, they're called the Gully Squad, and they get a chance to ask our guests questions. And this is a really good question. This is from a fan called Sean Forsythe. And he starts off with, as a Portland fan, I just want to say thanks to him. I know, right? I saw the smile. You thought it was going to be disrespectful, right? He said, I want to say thanks to him for Could coming over. Be. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I know, right? Everyone bunker your seatbelts just in case. Uh, thanks for coming over to applaud Timbers Army at the end of the Iron Front protest uh, match in 2019. Some things are bigger than rivalries. What a class act. And 
what how much did it take for you to do that to go over and applaud that fan group right of all of all fan groups and and two uh any specific reason why you did that and how was it perceived um i think i think that issue uh you know it, it was kind of I think the the Portland Timbers, uh, as well as our our supporters, were were the two groups that kind of took the the lead in that, and uh, and there was collaboration between the two of them too. So immediately uh, it was a sign that this is bigger than the game, um, and so I wanted to definitely commend them for that. Um, you know, it, it was it it needs people to stand up. Um, you know, it's it's easy, especially if you're not affected. Um, you know, uh, we've seen a lot of things happen over the last year, specifically, you know, with uh, um, if you're not part of a minority, um, there's a lot of uh, possibilities for you to just kind of keep keep in your lane and, and not pay attention to things. But I think uh, it's important that we do um, discuss these things and, and maybe take a stand here and there. And, and uh, you know, with that, they did that. So I wanted to, to um, commend them for that. Um, I think we also won that game, so it was easy for me to go over and, and give it a clap. But so, yeah, I, I don't mean to rub that in, but no, I, I you know I think it's it's important. Like I said, this last year has been um, very very uh, disturbing at times, um, and maybe it is also because we're in a day and age where where everybody walks around with a cell phone, so uh, um, we get this raw footage, um, and, and and it's it's harder to ignore. Um, yeah. And obviously right now we, we know that the trials are going on on uh, what happened with George Floyd uh, on mm-hmm. his murder. Um, and and it's sad that it needed to go this far, that we needed to see footage um, uh, in, in, our, in our face for, for uh, non-minorities to finally wake up and say, you know what, uh, I'm going to get behind this. But um, we are, um, and job is definitely not done. You know, just taking a knee um, hasn't really achieved much at this point. So uh Things need to keep. We need to keep pressing. We need to keep me pressing. Keep keep pushing because uh, this this country has a lot to uh, to change for us to live up to uh, what we want to stand for. I think. Of course. Right. Yeah, and 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 credit. You know, uh, I mean, uh, the the Timbers and Sounders. I mean, we've we've been to matches I and mean, you see it on TV. But when it comes to taking stands and having a strong stances on uh, on anti-fascism, anti-racism, uh, anti-homophobia, all these things, they are leaders in that. Yeah. And, and you know, to, uh, MLS supporters, I I have to applaud because I, I think when it comes to, you know, we always talk about how is MLS going to be the best league in the world and all this other stuff. But when you look at the supporters, the the, the supporters themselves really take a, a stand in being in doing the right thing. Uh, exactly. So, you know, I have to give a, a, a shout out to them. So the OK, we got some uh, more questions. We got a question from a Sounders fan this time. Oh, yeah. Jaron, uh, he asked, um, uh, was uh, uh, was Stefan surprised to see his pregame pep talks recorded? Uh, would love to know why he thinks about the fan response to them. So that's another one, exactly right. Where uh, it was really nice, I think, to give people a glimpse into something like that. Uh, but before you know it, I'm sitting there thinking about wh- what can I say? Should I drop all these f bombs? Rather than <laughs> thinking about like what do I want to say to my guys, you know? Um, so uh, I think I think it, it, there's a fine line, you know, uh, of of what is what is a really nice insight and once in a while you know it's good i've there's been even times where it's like i i told our dudes it's like no no camera today i know i we need to just have our own space uh but the response has been fantastic you know i um i'm I'm a really quiet guy off the field but i get juiced on the field man i get excited i think there's a lot at stake um anything you do you want to win you know what what are we here Let's freaking win. Well, um, when, and, we, when we met you in uh, at the MLS All Star Game, we yeah. shook your hand, and I'm like, "This is a dude I don't want to mess with." This, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think your hand shake was I don't think it was your hand. I think you have a shaved bear paw that you use. You take like, to like, your hand. <laughs> it's just my cripple fingers, just because I'm a goalkeeper. So I'm sorry, it's I can't ridiculous. shake hands properly anymore. We <laughs> no, have a question. For, oh, go, no, go, go Yeah, continue. no, I was going to say, you know, it, 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 there's certain sacred things, uh, but I'm happy that people got uh, an insight, a small insight into that, what we do in a team huddle, and and I'm happy that the response has been great. We'll know you're we'll know you're censoring yourself if you're like, come on, you. <laughs> Mother, uh, everyone's a mother, right? People have mothers. <laughs> you yeah. don't say the whole word. Yeah. Uh, this is Kevin Brothers, who's also a uh, massive Seattle Sounders fan. Um, he wants to know uh, your thoughts on the U.S. men's national team. Obviously, they just had a little bit of a rough loss in Olympic qualifying there. And also, 
What are the chances you'll be included going forward? And if not, everyone knows you became an American citizen in uh, 2017. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, what are we it. thinking? Huh? We, oh, have you I'm talked like, to Burhalter? <laughs> I'm like 50 at this point, so it's not going to, I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, um, I, I don't know. I think that I, I'm still trying to get my thoughts together on what just happened with the U23s and with the national team. But, uh, you know, the, the, the things that I was thinking is like for too long, I feel like the, the national team has been a, uh, an experiment uh, and it's been, a, oh, we're going to try to properly do this and that. Uh, let's win games. Let's 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 go and get into Olympics. Let's you know, I don't care how we do it. It doesn't. Sometimes I think the MLS and and maybe U.S. soccer, we try to buy uh, bypass some steps. You know, we want to be a top five league right away. Well, you have to become a selling league first. You have to go through these stages before you can be a top five. I think the national team is the same way. You know, let's. Uh, what an amazing experience it would have been for these young guys to go to the Olympic and and a platform and experience. And then you can start talking about. Well, you know, you see different things, and then maybe you can evolve. But now we're just. We experimented, and and because of that, we bit ourselves in the, in the butt again. I feel like a little bit, so it's okay. it's difficult to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I got some uh, other questions. This uh, this is just a comment. This is from another S- Sounders fan. This is Siri Brown. She is uh, a Sounders fan in Montana, and she just said, right. "I may have squealed when I saw this when when we posted that you were going to be on the show, and now for the life of me, I can't think of a single question. All <laughs> I can say is thank you for all he does on and off the field. So shout out to Siri uh, f- uh, for that. Uh, but I do. This is a question from a Columbus Crew fan. Oh boy, yeah. uh, the, Andrew Johnson did ask. Uh, and we can talk about the uh, – I want to ask about the, the save against Altidore as well, maybe uh, a little bit. But he says, which goal in the 2020 MLS Cup was more shocking, Lu- Lucas's midair left foot on his second goal or Derek Etienne's extra touch after the pass from Lucas? Right? Obviously, it was a and, – and we'll just obviously give a little background on the game. Obviously, it was a bit of a – you know, we we picked the Sounders, uh, I, I, and I think a lot of people did, especially and with – And Derek with, is a friend of the show, and he was <laughs> mad, but we picked – the Sounders. He was really mad at us for that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think a lot of people did expect uh, the Sounders to win, especially with uh, Columbus Crew, a couple of the crew players uh, missing. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, outside of just these specific goals, I think the result was a shock as well. Yeah, I think, I think looking back at that after gaining some distance from it, I think the biggest thing was it, it shows you how difficult it is to win a final away from home. Uh, and so for us, uh, you know, looking at a um, you know, dropping points against Chicago at the, at the Orlando tournament. Um, you know, we needed just, I think, one more point or even just a win and we would have hosted. And yeah. it just changes the whole freaking thing. I mean, even looking back at what, like you said, when we won against Toronto in Toronto, I mean, that's, that's not going to happen consistently. <laughs> you know, that's just so difficult to do. And um, I think they were amped. They were up for it. Uh, it was a good year for them to get into the final with a lot of uh, things that has, have happened in that that, that team's history um, and uh, how they've turned things around and kept the team there. And now they're obviously uh, have a new stadium on the horizon. So really amazing year for them to, to, to get all those things to come together and have some good players. And I think for me, I don't know. You know, if you're, I'm trying to block these, uh, these, these goals out of my, <laughs> out of my head, but, here uh, comes Christian you know, bringing it up, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, 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 you get a sense of games, you know, the ebb and flow. I think it's the beauty of the game. You feel pressure mounting as a, as a goalkeeper, you, you, you feel that. And, uh, from the get go, they had us on our heels and, uh, you know, we dodged one where I think it was Sardis or I can't remember someone had a shot. Uh, that almost went in and it was just, we, we couldn't find a relief. Uh, we couldn't find a way to really burst that, that pressure for just a split second and maybe create something on the other side. And so it was almost ne- inevitable for them to take the lead. And uh, it, it was not a good game. Again, like I said, this was one of those games that uh, an opportunity, a huge opportunity that you let slip through your hands and uh, yeah, difficult. All right, we did it again. Another one in the book. Thank you so much to Sounders goalkeeper Stefan Fry for joining us. Yes, you are our first Sounders player on the show. Uh, It is an absolute honor. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, again, the MLS season is coming back. uh, Opening night, April 16th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Seattle Sounders taking on Minnesota. Uh, So uh, I'm excited to see that. But uh, Stefan, is there anything you want to mention before we sign off? 
Well, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, it was a pleasure. Um, and uh, just to everybody watching out there, stay healthy. You know, uh, I think this pandemic has been crazy. We're not out of it yet. Uh, stay safe. Keep uh, keep wearing a mask. Uh, get vaccinated if you can. And stay sane mentally. You know, for me, uh, I do my art um, like that one behind. So uh, get 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 something that gets you going and, and keep you sane. If you want to follow my art stuff, it's uh, stefan24fry.com where I will have prints like this one behind me uh, available. But uh, just uh, make sure you're, you're, you stay you stay sane and, and you take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Okay. It's, it's yeah. beautiful art. I'm looking at it. Yeah, here. I'm looking at the site right now. It's absolutely gorgeous work, okay? It's, it's amazing what you've managed to do with those hands that have to stop, you know, right. <laughs> set 80 mile per hour shots. You probably got the <laughs> thickest paintbrushes for those hands. Tree stumps. Fingers, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so everybody make sure you follow us as well at soccer cooling. It's on all social media platforms, follow, follow at Fubo sports and subscribe to the Fubo sports YouTube channel for full mm -hmm. episodes of the show. Uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Fry, we are now, uh, it is time for your Golasso gift. Why, how would you celebrate a goal? You can do whatever you want. Uh, Last minute of the match an extra time. You ran up. Schmetzer's like, get up there, <laughs> Stefan. And you scored <laughs> you know? a header on a corner. For the last play of the match against the Portland Timbers. <laughs> I was so close about three years ago. I came up against Dallas in Dallas, and I actually hit the header and freaking sightsy with a, an amazing save in the upper V. <laughs> I, but what I would have done is um, when I play FIFA on my Xbox, I always celebrate with – it's like a dead fish sort of. Like he runs and then just stops, <laughs> tucks his arms yeah. in and fluffs to the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably pop out my shoulder while I do it, but that's what yeah. I would do. No, that's a great one. Yeah, because that's the even you know the at the market where they toss the fish yeah. uh, or whatever. There that's you go. Great. It would be appropriate. Okay. That's, that's Although, the way hey. to go out. Do your shoulder, <laughs> be done, career over. You score yeah. the goal. You can. It, you can it, at your up. age, that's the we'll call that the four to six weeks. <laughs> 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 Amazing, uh, so, Stephen Fry. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, best of luck uh, this season. Uh, look, if it's if it's an MLS Cup final, the Sounders will probably be there. We're already yeah. used to it. That's what we. <laughs> pretty much expect uh, all the time uh all right so let us end the show the way we normally do as is tradition so for stefan fry my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerreros and together what are we the, the Hooligans! Hooligans!